So, Laura, you chose uh, Dirty Rotten <laughs> Scoundrels this week. I did. Um, yeah. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for letting me change, guys. I mean, a bit of a palaver, but that's all right. <laughs> I think it was excellent that we established some new case law. It probably is law. lucky for you because I absolutely would have tried to change it again to the menu. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted to get the clause in there saying that you can't try to change it more than once per, per round. <laughs> yeah, I'd just seen Mulan in the cinema. They were doing a special at the Odeon. Oh, brilliant. Um, uh, yes, Mulan, right, you saw I this at the Dirty cinema. Rotten's, oh, yeah, no, sorry. I was just going to rationalise my choice a little bit. I picked Dirty Rotten Scoundrels because you'd said you'd never seen it, and none of you yep. had ever seen it, and that was exciting because I like seeing things that other people haven't seen. But I watched it again, and it just isn't very good. Yep. So um, I eh, thought, I can't be bothered having a discussion about this. And I'd just seen Mulan in the cinema, so... It all it all fell into place, um, and that's that was the end of that story. So I'm glad I got that out. Excellent. Have you seen the menu? Yes, I have seen the menu. Hmm. I know you've seen the menu. I've seen your review, which is why I want to talk about it. I hated oh, it. I loved it. Oh, we should well, one day. We'll have to wait for that one. <laughs> so just to, to remind oh, yeah. everyone what the new system is for future reference. Oh yeah, that's cool. Uh, I'm glad. I I think we all agreed on this. I'm happy we did. Um, if a member of the club has chosen a film but wants to change their choice, and we can all do this, this isn't just for Laura, um, they it's can submit an <laughs> audio recording of no more than 60 seconds. Laura went for a video recording, which was pushing it, but it had audio, so <laughs> fair enough. Um, yeah, you could have just shut your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> then we did an anonymous poll, and uh, after all the votes were <laughs> in, we, we we looked for unanimous support. Yes, I think it was, it was fairly clear who had... <laughs> <laughs> but in theory, there's no digital way of us actually knowing. Um, one person vetoed the change, uh, which means that we had to ask Wilf for a decision. And Wilf, after a little discussion, um, decided to to allow the change. So we were watching Mulan. It's a good system. I My think only it's a good thing system. is, you know, Wilf may be slightly biased. So Unlike. we should probably send him the poll in the post with no communication <laughs> oh i like it <laughs> anyway we we anyway, are where we are system. despite yeah. my objections and we watched mulan a film that i've seen several times before and don't like <laughs> how, how did we all enjoy it <laughs> yeah i don't like it either yeah, I really enjoyed it. I loved it. Oh, thank God, this is going to be terrible. Best Disney films ever created. Yes, I completely agree. It's one of the best. Absolutely, what perfectly paced. Love the characters. Perfectly paced. The pacing is just sublime. Brilliant. Are you just saying these things to be controversial? I'm not. I'm genuine. These are my. How many times do I have to do this? I just give a genuine, earnest opinion, <laughs> and you say you don't believe that. Wow, well, just, you can't possibly be anyone's opinion. <laughs> like there were good things about the film, but I, I'm, I guess I'm just surprised because you used the word. You said that it was well paced, which is oh, a quite a, an, an odd, random thing to pull out of somewhere, and that's the one thing that I would pick up on this film that the pacing was all over the place. You're and, kidding, and it didn't really have a something that felt like a complete story as a result. Oh, well, we'll get into that, I suppose. It just it felt like I don't know. 
it felt like they they sort of all got together for like a week and then they had some this is always your encounter and then it was <laughs> then it was the end of the film. I all right. I thought you meant the script writing team had got together for like a week and then. Oh no no! This was the first draft and. Oh yeah, that's, yeah. that's usually your theory. That's what happened with Twelve Dates of Christmas, definitely. <laughs> um, okay, I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> um, Wilf, Wilf did warn me that you didn't like it. Yeah, I mean, so I have watched this with Wilf. And we were, <laughs> I already kind of knew it wasn't the greatest because I'd seen it a few years before. <laughs> and we watched it again and I was like, oh yeah, this one. So we, you probably don't know this. Wilf and I had a couple of, uh, a couple of nice Disney nights because he hadn't seen many Disney films in his time. Um, and so I, I said, oh, we should get together and yeah, to do this. So uh, twice we, we got together at my place and I, I had picked out three films. I picked a, like an old one and a medium one and a new one. And the medium one this time around was was Mulan, and I kind of said, oh, "This is yeah, you know, it's it's not the best, but it's kind of representative. It 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 captures something of the kind of late nineties Disney slide towards mediocrity." <laughs> and basically, the the main thing that it's got going for it is there's this one really cool song that kind of blows everyone away, and it's really epic and cool. <laughs> and then we we had the song, which was "Be a Man." Be a man. He, you mean, you mean be- I'll make a man out of you. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that song. Uh, which I think is a great song, and, and Will said, "Oh, so uh, I take it that wasn't the great song." Then <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I'm really sorry, Will. That was the great song. <laughs> That's, if that didn't impress you, you give up now." But we stuck with it to the end. We were like, "That was not that great." And then we watched Frozen, which wasn't much better. Oh, I can't believe you don't like Frozen either. I like Frozen. Hmm. Yeah, it's just the other side of. Medium. Who's <laughs> <laughs> uh, yawning? Oh, sorry, that's sorry, me. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't have me just Come slacking on, off the board. film, though. What, what was good about this, <laughs> Fernando? What, what was what was great? What what am I missing? What was great about this film? Well, the greatest song in the film is definitely not "I'll Make a Man Out of You." The greatest song hmm. in the movie is "Reflections."
good song. Great song. Mm. All the music was great. Uh, very early in the film. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It always makes me sad, that song. Why? I find it very melancholy. Mm. Yeah, it's a sad song. She yeah. doesn't she doesn't know how to be herself. Very sad. And then she goes to war and she learns many things about life, including how to get a man. <laughs> <laughs> that that is the main takeaway. And I how think. to be a man. Yep, how to be a man and catch a man. <laughs> and get some male friends. Or just surround yourself with men. <laughs> the Mulan story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know why you like this film so much. It was the male bonding, right? Oh, I love the male bonding. <laughs> yeah. I love male bonding with an undertone of homoeroticism. <laughs> yes, there was a lot of bum slapping and, yeah. They were very physical, weren't they? Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a lovely film. um i love all the songs i particularly like the um oh what's it called the one where they're going to war a girl worth fighting for when the local girls thought you were quite the charmer and i'll bet the ladies love a man in armor you can guess what we Hmm. That's a great song. That might have been my favourite on this watch. Had its moments. <laughs> so does does the sexism and the heteronormativity not bother you? Nah, you got to let go of that. When you got you got to let go of all your values when you watch a Disney film. <laughs> Just enjoy it. <laughs> also, I think it was meant to be ironic, so I forgive it a little bit because you know it's we're in Mulan's shoes and she's surrounded by all this bravado and sexism and you know accentuating the fact that these men also have to go on a journey of accepting women as equals even though obviously they just go on to accept Mulan as a as an exceptional case so not great it's again they don't do a lot of nuance and and I'm okay with that okay well not really but you know I I <laughs> I'm willing to forgive it for the spectacle what was your view on on sexism, Claire? Uh, yeah, so that it just bothered me the whole way through the whole patriarchal setup. The yeah, having to prove herself as a man somehow yeah. to be worthy, and then yeah, it was all about yeah, fighting for the woman you love, and it was only when is it as if like yeah, it's as if masculinity is the the goal she was aiming for, and once she achieved that, everyone was happy. And that's stupid, and I don't like it. I think it does attempt to turn that on its head a bit by having the male soldiers have to dress up in female uh, in women's clothing at the hmm. end, and having her she's not fighting in the um, soldier garb; she's in like a feminine outfit again. Hmm. I get what you're saying. It is very much like you have to become a man to be successful. But I think that's that's we're in the build-up thing towards the... She's entrenched in this patriarchal society and has to make the best of it. Yeah, yeah I think I agree with Laura on this one. That doesn't happen very often on these sorts of things. 
I'm sure we'll disagree again by the end of the podcast. <laughs> oh, I, let's hope so. Um, yeah, I thought it uh, that it was um, it was a film about sexism. Mm. Yes, and and I I think if if we were frustrated with it, it was it was hopefully in the same way that Mulan was frustrated by it. Um, it showed us how wrong that was. It showed us the the cruelty of the sexism and the the cruelty of that yeah patriarchal world that she was in and i think the the majority of the characters did learn something and uh and yeah she was yeah they 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 realized in the end that 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 wasn't quite right so yeah i think it was a very american a very disney interpretation of feminism which is a very simple straightforward very individualist like she just had to prove herself as an individual to be accepted yeah, I, there was no yeah. real pulling up of women or acceptance of women, respect of women. We get none of that. It's just Milan's good at she's good at war strategy. <laughs> this one woman is yeah. good enough to be compared to men, is the conclusion of the film. Um, not that the inherent sexism is a problem. Hmm. But I think she's put forward as a role model, isn't she? To yeah. Uh, to to the viewer, you can. You can watch that and think. Think, oh, I can aspire to be a man as well. (laughs) No, even in a man's (laughs) world, I can, you know, achieve things and change some people's minds. And yeah, just as Laura said, in a man's world, I can be as good as men. (laughs) Well, just about. I'm Um, switching sides. I'm with Claire now. (laughs) 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 I don't think it does a very good job. I mean, I think it could. It any film could always go further. Any film could have like a. An extra two-hour sequence that completely well, deconstructs. I mean, let's gender compare it with something the end, but... like Princess Mononoke. Hmm. This is a like I would say that does a better job of being a feminist film. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's got some. It's got a lot more complexity. There's a lot more layers. There's um, you know, San is not just trying to be. There's it's not so black and white. There's just, you know, it's it's not so... Are you striving to achieve, to be accepted by men in a patriarchal world and that is the measure of your success? Yes. Maybe so she's just me, striving to be a wolf in a wolf world. <laughs> yeah, so for me and Princess Mononoke, her gender isn't the, the important part. Yeah, it, gender never her, comes up in that film. It's, it's their philosophy that defines them, not their gender. Hmm. Whereas in this, yeah. I feel like it's just, yeah... To prove yourself to be as good as men, women have to be the saviour of the entire country. That's the only way you can be considered even remotely close to equal to men, is to be the one person mm. that can save the country. That, like, That's stupid. That's, that's an impossible standard. I think, it, uh, yeah. Yeah, I see what you mean. I, I think it's the, the fact she that they... She saved her army. She saved her platoon or whatever it was mm. and they let her not be killed <laughs> yeah yeah I didn't to be accepted as an equal she had to save the emperor and mm. the whole country <laughs> that's not right that's not a fair standard to set i suppose we have to get um, i wish i knew the poem a bit better like what happens in the poem i'm sure oh, they didn't knows? follow the poem to be fair like that's probably an irrelevant I don't know anything. I didn't know it was a poem. Oh, it's an ancient Chinese poem they took 
So it's Mulan does disguise herself as a man to go out and battle, I think. Um, they're not facing an invasion. They go out and are aggressive towards sort of the nomadic peoples of the steppe. Yep. Brilliant. Um, which is another, which is a slight issue I have with this film, which is stop, you've got to stop demonizing the, the Mongolians, guys. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a I trope. Mean- you got to stop doing it. Those people have faced enough oppression. I mean, the Hun weren't exactly uh, squeaky clean, <laughs> innocent heroes, right? Just a bit of a stereotype. They pretty they much destroyed the whole peoples. of Europe. <laughs> <laughs> a peaceful nomadic peoples. <laughs> peaceful nomadic peoples like Looking, you know Attila Genghis Khan, really gave him Attila the a bad a bad, uh, a bad rap <laughs> <laughs> as did the uh the the Turks who destroyed the the entirety of like the Islamic world and then the Roman Empire and um <laughs> Just minding their own business, what, the taking Mongols over the world. The Mongols like burned half of China down. They didn't burn half of China. They, they, they did. were not great. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason they built the wall. <laughs> yeah, they built the wall, and then the the Mongols invaded, smashed the wall, and conquered the empire, which they then ruled for several hundred years. No. Yeah. Oh man, fucking anthropology, honestly. Every time there's <laughs> if there's a villain, they'll be like, they were oppressed. Don't believe it. And I'm sure many people of the steppe over the millennia have been well, lovely. Is there I was under, I was under the impression we didn't know that much about them. I think we know quite a lot. Oh. oh well. Yeah, well, what was left from what they didn't burn down. There's quite a lot of information about them. Yeah, they were fantastic like fascinating people. There's uh it's like a running joke if you ever watch Crash Course World History, where every time they say something that is broadly applicable to civilization, they say, except for the Mongols who did things completely differently. Um, mm. Yeah, it, good. Am I misremembering? But a lot of what we know about the Mongols comes from Marco Polo, who wasn't the most reliable oh, yeah, he was historical source. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was how. That was most of what Europeans knew about Mongols for a few hundred years, but we we have a lot of um, like Chinese sources. And that's oh, how we, know we have Chinese sources, do we? <laughs> we have Chinese sources for the Mongols, and uh, for the Huns, we have <laughs> Chinese sources and European sources. <laughs> oh, the um, Europeans, do we? For, for the <laughs> they're famously reliable. For the Turks, we have Arabic sources. <laughs> we we have a. Oh, the Arabs do no, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, not not all round total charm as the Huns. Um, <laughs> he was a great villain, Li Shang. Oh, fantastic! Wait, no, who was the villain? Not Li Shang. Shang Li Yu. Shang was the hero. Yes. Li Shang was the hero. That's it. Oh, Shang! Oh, oh my! <laughs> that shaped some of my. Was yeah, the villain was Shang Yu, the one that sounded like Batman. Also a hardy. Sounded like Batman. Go! Tell your emperor to send his strongest armies. I'm ready. Yeah, he had the. Yeah, that's true. The Grumble. The. What's his name? Christian Bale Grumble. Where are they? (laughs) (laughs) 
that's the one. Yeah, exactly <laughs> like that. Yeah, I liked him. I liked how he um, he was kind of just obsessed with the prestige of Imperial China, and he didn't actually want like money or power or anything. He just just wanted to like make a big splash, mm. wanted to show that he could do it, and that was engaging. Mm. Perfect piece. <laughs> <laughs> Great film. Five stars. <laughs> so I don't think we quite agreed on the on, or I don't think we'd quite finished talking about the the sexism thing. Um, and I I think this is where I'm coming back to thinking like they've made some positive statement about how women can do wonderful things even when they're being yeah being prevented from reaching their full potential at every turn by not only individuals but by the whole of the society they live in and that basic positive message would be better than no message at all and i think if we compared it to something like princess mononoke that okay had some like strong female roles but it basically didn't discuss gender at all but I think it does a better job because of that. Like, we don't need to be slapped in the face with, look, women can do stuff. Well, the thing when is, it's I think we kind of... just portray women di- doing complex and interesting and noble things. Yeah, but I think, like, children in 1998 probably can do with that message. Um, it, it would be... Mm, I don't know. I, I, think I think making that point is fair. It's like it we're could, talking, like in mm. Journey, through, Journey to the Centre of the Earth which was designed for people in the 50s. They probably had their minds blown by like the the heroine that went down with them. and uh... But that was giving them the wrong message, which was that Carla was exceptional. Yeah, but I, I, I think having an exceptional woman show that women can do these things <laughs> it, is better than nothing. And it could have, it could have been, I don't know, it could have, could have lost something if they tried to take it further and certainly would have, lost something if they tried to be more subtle about it for the intended audience which is which is like kids i um, i just i think i disagree there i think you can do some damage if you even if you have good intentions you've got to be careful with the way you're portraying women and what women can do and you know it's just because it's so basic and like claire said everything is framed through men's values men's achievements yeah, and in, in the charge. end, she returns to like this super feminine clothing and gets the man. Like she's mm. doing what she failed to do in the beginning because she wasn't a good enough woman, and now she's become she's conquered. She's conquered gender. She's become <laughs> such a good man that she's a good woman as well. Yeah. Whereas Princess Mononoke, we have San, who's this incredibly complex emotional character, and Ashitaka is the one who has to prove herself to to her, prove himself to her. No, you know, through true. his actions and deeds and things. It's just, a, I think it's a more, I think children would absorb that more. And Lady Eboshi as well, this hugely successful woman who's caring for other women. And yeah, maybe I don't know. Right, that's just... normalizing this thing rather than making it sound amazing. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like just show women succeeding rather yeah. than being like, women can be as good as men if they are men. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hmm. But I don't know. Maybe you're right that any base, a basic sort of in-your-face message is is better than. I mean, it's better than the you know films of the eighties where they have pretty passive heroines. You know, she's very active. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
and that's what I'm thinking is this this attempt seems like it's at least better than you know. Dr. Yeah, no. I'd, I'd agree with you. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Do you have a wife? <laughs> Whatever she said. <laughs> Uh, no i think i do probably agree with you overall because yeah it could be a bit desperate sometimes this so look look what she did even though she's a woman can you believe it (laughs) that being said when i'm in the film i'm i'm loving it yeah i think gumulan yeah you show those men (laughs) yeah it's satisfying isn't it 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 is there's she's you know it does the classic perfect underdog story yeah. She just shows them all. Oh, brings a tear to my eye. <laughs> <laughs> brings a, a yawn to my lips. <laughs> nah, that was all right. Okay, I think I'm happy. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right, actually. That's good. I'm glad when I'm right. Something in between. Not often. This happens. <laughs> so, had we... Had we gone on to something else then? Right, so none none of us have read the original poem, so we can't really do much with that. I'm surprised you haven't. Seems like it would be your kind of thing. It is the sort of thing you do, Michael. I did start on the Romance of the Three Kingdoms, which was quite impenetrable. And is... And is like an ancient Chinese poem. Okay. Um it could have been anything. It was it was tough going. <laughs> I did try reading this book that came out last week. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't read. <laughs> yeah, it's meant to be one of one of the main classics of Chinese literature, and it wasn't that great. Were you um, trying to read it in Chinese? Or I was not trying to that read it in Chinese. You down. Yeah, um, no, not the best. Um, what then? Uh, I thought of you a lot, Laura. Uh, when you've talked about the uh, the form the formula based approach to Disney films, oh yeah, and how this ticked a lot of boxes. What do you think? I never noticed that. It I I totally just apply so- that to the last sort of ten years. Right. Yeah. It sort of pieced together all of the other all of the other films one mm. way or another that didn't really seem to be saying anything new. I think that's part of the reason I didn't like oh, it much. Oh, this is interesting. Um, so it's about the uh it's about the conflict between family responsibility and individual freedom right mm. okay. that kind she needs of, yeah. to do these things because her family needs to and she needs to bring honor to them but on the other hand she actually wants to to like be her own person and i feel like we see that a lot oh yeah, so that's, that's a little bit different to the normal issue though isn't it cuz what Is that she right? Because what what she needs to do for her family is, or what her family wants her to do for her family is be a woman and stay at home and, you know, be pretty. But yeah. what she feels she needs to do for her family is go off and fight. Oh, well, that's true. Yeah. But the, that, the... that sounds like that's Encanto and Moana and Raya. That's very simple. Like their families have, in all of those, their families have specific ideas of what their role yeah. is and they want to. You know, they need to strike out on their own. But she's for not the benefit trying to... of the family. But yeah, mm. go on. Yeah, she's not. She's not trying to establish independence in any way. Yeah, she's that's trying where it's to. Diff- yeah, you're right. That... She's trying to protect her family. Um, mm. Trying to represent her family. Mm. Um, I suppose that's true. We she... we get a bit of this in Beauty and the Beast from 
seven years earlier, where she she dreams of something outside this little town and this boring life I live in, and then the the something outside turns out to be uh, rescuing her father from mm. the beast's castle yeah, and sacrificing her her own freedom for her father. Uh, that this, that seems seems related somehow. But you are right. What I was actually thinking of was the Little Mermaid, where she. She basically sings reflections at the start, but it's uh, part of that world where she dreams of like something beyond it, you know, becoming something else. This sort of malaise with with the world she's confined to. Um, Maybe that's all stories, though, isn't it? That we have a, a hero who that's the hero, right? You, they become fed up with their humdrum lives and the roles that they're prescribed. You need to find something bigger than that. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, this is. Mm. Part of the the monomyth, isn't it? The hero's journey. Yeah. Um, so maybe I'm being too harsh on it there. But again, I think because this is specifically following roughly the story of this poem, I, yeah, I think it's. Mm, I mean, obviously they can still plagiarize themselves. Probably do. Mm. And that on its own is not really a. That's not a reason not to like it because it's similar to some other films they did. That's. It's annoying though. Um, you think just get some imagination. Like you're yeah. your, your imagination city. Think of something else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just I got the feeling of oh it's another one, okay. Um but maybe I'm too harsh, I don't know. I, I think the problem is I'm just I just find it boring. I just, I just always found this that. to be a boring I film that I so can much. barely sit through. Wow. And I can't put my finger on why. Because I love Disney films. I love, to be fair, not not the sort of late 90s films like this. I love the early 90s films like Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, which was very similar to this, by the way. Um, the Little Mermaid, The Lion King. Oh, I think all the of these Mermaid films are just 80. brilliant. Yes, yes, you're right, 89. Mm. Um, and so what are the later ones you don't like? Then? This Hunchback one, Mulan. Notre Dame. Mm. Uh, uh, I do like the Hunchback of Notre Dame. That's Hercules? getting a little late. Uh, Hercules, yeah, I don't like. Interesting. Pocahontas, what? I don't like. What? Um, <laughs> yeah, oh sorry about that. Oh, my God. They're just... Uh, Pocahontas, I, I have very much in the same place in my head as this. It feels like it hasn't properly got started and then it's all over. Um, mm. And there's like... It ticks all the boxes. It's got like the cute animal sidekick and it's got the girl who sort of dreams of something else and meets someone from something bigger than the world that she knew. And and then there's some kind of conflict between those and some people get crossed with each other. And there's, but, but then it just sort of ends. So I'm like, oh, oh all right. Uh, well, I, they resolved I guess I it all. What do you want? Yeah. Maybe I want more adventures. Mm. Uh, basically, Mulan goes away to the camp and that's the start of the... The, at the start of her adventures and then she has really one adventure which is they're on the mountain top and she blows up the mountain and then the next adventure is the climax and then the film's over oh it's and, a tight 90 minutes i mean you can't complain about that yeah but i'm i'm thinking of something like uh, i don't know am i thinking of beauty and the beast which is even shorter where there, there's more going on there's there's a lot a lot more beats to the story a lot more things happen mm. that develop the characters, and this this was sort of like I don't know. Uh, uh, is this sounding familiar to anyone, or is this just me? 
So I just, I, I, I think I agree in that it, it feels like it's all crescendo, the film, until the end. It's all just build up. There's no stop and reflect on on things where I... Maybe that's it. You say there's no... You want more adventures. I think it needs more more dark. <laughs> more downtime. Yeah. I because it's just mm. building tension. It's training. It's, yeah, the the big fight. Then the climax. Well, then she, um. loses, she loses everything and you think she has to go home. I, I think... I don't want any more. I, I love a lovely 90-minute t- runtime. I think let's mm. just get through it, and then I can go home. <laughs> think about it. But I think it was slow as well. I think they could have squeezed more in. As I say, Beauty and the Beast is even shorter, but I feel like there's more. And Aladdin's around the same length, and there's there's more going on. Homeward Bound. How much? <laughs> how many different adventures do they get into in Homeward Bound? They get attacked by the bear. Sassy gets drowned in the waterfall. They uh, have to run away from the mountain lion. They have to uh, deal with the skunk. They have to deal with the porcupine. In, in between all of these scenes, there's another thing that's happening with the family. And, and that film is like an hour and a quarter. I think mate, that's what I kind of don't... I mean, I love Homeward Bound, but... Yeah. That's why I get... Uh. It's been a while since I've seen it, to be fair. But I don't think this needed more... I think we just have to disagree. I don't think it needed more incidents. I think it had a plot. It progressed through the plot. Happy ending. Okay. <laughs> it felt like there was faff in it as well. There was stuff I wouldn't have bothered with. There was a lot of now another twenty seconds of sort of the cartoon characters hitting each other with things. Like there was so much slapstick, and I felt really like it wasn't clever. It wasn't really moving anything forward. I think um, I could. Let's pick it apart piece by piece because I think I can justify every single moment of slapstick <laughs> advancing the characterization or the plot. Oh wow! <laughs> I I don't think we needed Danny DeVito. I think we who, could have done without Danny him DeVito? at all. The, the little squat guy who was angry all the time and punched people. You so hard, it'll make your ancestors dizzy. Yow, relax and chant with me. You better? Yeah. I am worth my time, chicken boy. <laughs> I love Yao, so I'm I mean Yao. Yeah. He he was just so objectionable and just like every character he was in, he was threatening someone for something else. And it, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why I didn't like this film. He had to be hard one over. You need someone who's extra aggro and, and bullshit so that there's a more satisfying, you know, friendship at the end. Yeah, maybe you're right. I, I think I just felt like I didn't I didn't want to have anything to do with her. <laughs> like she should she should be able to get somewhere without him, but uh, I don't know. But Fernando, what did you what did you think? Did you like all the men? I well, I'm not sure if I liked all the men, but hmm, I'm more on your side. I did enjoy the film. I did not think it needed more adventure. Or maybe they could have made a different film, except they did. There's a new one, and that was horrible. Oh, I agree. Uh, yeah, that was really bad. <laughs> mm, mm, having had only an hour and 30, 
27 or 27 minutes. I think it was a good film. Mm. Okay. Mm. The pacing did seem a little bit strange, but only at the beginning. I think once Milan decides to run away and join the army, everything starts to feel mm, more directed. Like it has a, it has a, purpose i guess um i'm not sure i can imagine she finally has a purpose who that that ties in she Uh she's found her calling her thing that she can do and Mm. you feel like at that point the film suddenly has purpose i wonder if mulan knows what she wants from life um because first she wants to be a man i guess uh, mm-hmm. But then, when she enters the men's world, I'm not sure she's enjoying it. Um, also, she falls in love with a man, but all before that, when she was at the pond, she was like, "I don't want to ever see a, man, a naked man again." <laughs> uh, well, then, who do you want to see naked then? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well said. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe Mulan doesn't know what she wants. Yeah, there could be something. Probably a bit of confusion. She just wants to impress her father, except her father doesn't need impressing. No, I like the way he just dumps that sword and the emperor's seal on the ground mm-hmm. at the end. Oh, I Rude. thought that was nice. <laughs> Gosh, she's just been she's been away for months. She's earned. She had to exactly. save all of China. Means jackety shit. And she didn't have to. He loved her anyway. And that's nice. <laughs> Maybe she didn't have to actually nice throw them on the ground. <laughs> and she could have saved herself so much agony. As in, when she was dismissed uh, during the song I'll Make a Man Out of You, she was dismissed. She was like, go back home. You're useless at war. She could have just gone back home without getting killed, mm, without getting anyone true. killed. Yeah. Yeah, our dad still wouldn't have had to fight. That was just uh-huh. her being stubborn. That's yeah. <laughs> Women, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I like when she goes up to the guy in the crowd at the end, and she's like, "The emperor's in danger," and he's like, "What the f- fuck off? What do I?" But what was she expecting from him? She was just going <laughs> to team up with this guy, be like, "Okay, there's two of us now." Thank God. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I I thought it, uh, yeah, it, it didn't look good for for Li Shang when she rode up next to him and was like, "I've seen Shang Yu. He's in the city." Shang, Mulan, the Huns are alive. They're in the city. You don't belong here, Mulan. Go home. Shang, I saw them in the mountains. You have to believe me. Why should I? He's planning to kill the emperor. He's like, Mm. he's over there. And he wouldn't (laughs) even consider listening to her. He's like, yeah, but you said you were a bloke and you're a woman. (laughs) (laughs) Proper cutting off your nose to spite your face, like as if he was going to make a point. Like, well, boy, you cried wolf. 
I'm, I'm not interested. You'd at least check. <laughs> uh, also, there were a lot of men in that crowd at the end, and I'm like, why weren't you at war? Oh. They seem like there was a lot of soldiers. One member of family, though, wasn't it? Well, that just seems, you know, inefficient. Get all the men out to the battlefield. Who's going to harvest the crops? You're right. The women couldn't possibly do that. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Children? <laughs> Children, yeah. No, no crops. Let's not think ahead. Let's be like me in chess and just do one thing at a time. Attack is the best form of defense. <laughs> Yeah, I thought one, one man from each family is an appalling way to organise recruitment. <laughs> yes. Like some families are like just an old man who needs a walking <laughs> stick and some families going to have like eight yeah. healthy boys. Um, yeah, not, not as well balanced as... Oh, I suppose it like emphasised the whole family-oriented nature of the... And maybe it's true, I don't know. And was also, how does conscription normally work? As in, when you're conscripted, do you... How does it work? <laughs> well, in... for Vietnam, it was based on your birthday, wasn't it? So That's right. If you were within the appropriate age range, whatever it was, 19 to 30 or whatever, um, yeah, they just so... picked like six days in the year and people who oh. <laughs> whose birthday was that day. We're part of the first wow. conscription. Mm. I've heard a theory that, um, like Congress, anyone who votes to go to war in whatever the parliament is, oh, they should, should either to have war? to go, they should have to go themselves or send a child <laughs> of theirs. Oh. Oh. Brutal. Is that the rule? Though? That is not the rule, right? But it should. But be. I've, I've heard it said that it oh, should yeah. be. I agree. Because, although well, sometimes you gotta go to war, you do, and you should not take that decision lightly. Like when the filthy barbaric Huns are climbing over your lovely wall that you exactly. just built to keep them out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think in the circumstances, conscription was uh, was a reasonable choice, but one from each family. Yeah, there weren't sure many of them. the most effective. Especially by the end. They'd lost 90% of them. There was only five of them. Of the recruits? Yeah. Where'd they all go? Yeah, the numbers were unclear. This is unclear. what I was wondering if Mulan accidentally killed them all in the avalanche. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> oh, killed all of the recruits as well. Well, I mean, maybe. It would be worth it to save China, right? You just take out everyone. <laughs> A lot of it wasn't clear to me because they, they were making it about, like individuals which is how we understand stories so fair enough but it, i couldn't quite figure out that this one band of recruits where it looked like there were about 30 of them under li shang was that meant to be like half the army and the other half had just been like cut off or something it's or were they like not, one yeah. out of a thousand different groups uh similarly with um with, with shang yu's army after after they were all like killed in the avalanche but then all the ones that we had seen just climbed out of the snow and they were fine were we meant to think that was 
the entire army climbed out of the snow and they just shown, showed us a few representative examples <laughs> on the screen or, or was it actually just those five that happened to be the five henchmen? I wondered that um, as well. I just, and it sort of didn't matter for the story and that made me think maybe it's not a very good story. <laughs> yeah, they maybe could have tightened up the end, you know, made... Just turn up the storytelling a bit. Yeah, give give us something. You've you've shot for this epic scope. You know, you could follow mm. through a bit instead of being like, well, no, only these ten people, you know. He he's gonna he's gonna go ahead with a plan with a skeleton crew. Basically. He didn't need the army, <laughs> yeah. really. He just needed to get in. Uh, bully the Emperor a bit and uh I'm not jo- sure what <laughs> What his long-term plan was. Yeah, I was like, the worst he could have done was kill the emperor, and that. Yeah, that. I don't know much about like the Chinese constitution, but I don't think that makes him the emperor. He he was going to get killed as soon as. Yeah. I guess his original plan was to invade with the whole army, take over the city, Hmm. and then you've got yourself a good start of a war. But uh, but he had to make do with his. He's got he's got three guys left. What what else can he do? Was it a desperate final act? Yeah. Yeah, I suppose once you're there, you might as well. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to go Take home. out the Emperor, weaken them, and then... get back over the wall. rest of the army can come in and attack the weakened force. Mm. Yeah. Something in that. If there is the rest of the army. Yeah, um, I think it makes enough sense. I just I, love Shang enough, so it, much. <laughs> He's a pretty man. I want to marry Shang. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I loved how he didn't kill Mulan on the spot for being a woman. <laughs> That's probably top oh, priority in a man, right? Very arousing. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was good. He was fair-minded, but he was heroic. He was a strong Tough. leader, but he was fair. He was skiller. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he did work out topless unnecessarily quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, we didn't see a lot of him with his shirt on, did we? No. They they know what we want. Something for the mums. Yeah, <laughs> why not? <laughs> um, did anyone else feel like the number of animals was excessive? Yes, I've got three. I, I, I've got it written down. Um, too many animal sidekicks. Yeah. Oh. Brackets, horse, cricket, donkey. Also the dog at the start. <laughs> little brother. Yeah, but I mean, they trade him in. I forgot about Mushu. him. I love little brother. I laughed out loud in the cinema where his her dad starts praying like really seriously <laughs> and somberly and then the dog runs around with the chicken feed and <laughs> all the chickens burst into the temple. It, honestly, I laughed so much. In the cinema, every every joke I like was having a ball. Oh. <laughs> it was great. I I, d- I did enjoy the um, the contrast between that and the start of Cinderella when she's feeding the chickens, and it's all very elegant and pretty, and all the animals are like tying bows in her hair, and Milan's like, yeah, just tied a bag of grain to a dog. <laughs> like, right off you go. <laughs> yeah. This is a different sort of Disney princess. <laughs> really statement of intent right from the start there. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> nice. Did you know it's Miriam Margulies who plays the matchmaker? I, I did don't not know who know that. that is. You don't know who Miriam Margulies is? You no. Do. Professor <laughs> Sprout. 
Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I think I remember Professor Sprout. She's really famous outside of Harry Potter. She must have she's in she's been in other films. She's in Merlin. I didn't really see that. She's on the TV all the time. People yeah. love to talk because she, she's constantly railing against the Tories. Yeah, she's very yeah. sweary. Yeah, she swears a lot. So she goes on like the radio ah. and the one show and then they're always like, oh, Miriam, don't swear, please. <laughs> and she's like, these bloody bastards. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. <sighs> hmm. Wow. Cool, yeah. that was her. Um, since the that scene that I've had, the matchmaker song from Love that Fiddler song. on the Roof stuck in my oh, head. Yeah. I didn't even think of it. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. We spend too much time together, Michael. <laughs> That's a good film. <laughs> also, Donny Osmond played Shang. No way. I'm just looking this up now because I was like, I bet there's other people who are in this. I feel a lot less attractive to Shang knowing that. And don't find Donny Osmond. Maybe he attractive. was just the oh, he was just the singing voice. Sorry. Oh, right. That was pretty cool. BD Wong played Shang, who was the scientist in Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that guy. <laughs> wow. What a cast. Brains and a body. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, imagine someone with the body of Donny Osmond and the brains of a <laughs> Jurassic Park scientist. <laughs> Irresistible. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. I've got a few a few more loose notes. Uh, me too. Um, just one though. Oh, do you want to go first? <laughs> I can build say, up to yours. I like okay, the synth when she's getting ready. <laughs> so synth. Really big synth number mm-hmm. when she's cutting her hair and puts the <laughs> oh, uniform. Yeah, yeah. something like that it was great (laughs) I enjoyed it and then the bop at the end that came out of nowhere while the credits are on Mm. just some mad crazy what it it Um, totally didn't fit the tone but I'm sure why not I've got that written down as well I've written week ending (laughs) party with donkey and puss I have, of course, recently seen Shrek 2, where they decided to end the film with everyone having a big fiesta <laughs> and clowning around on the stage, yeah. and then a tune we can all dance out of the cinema to. It totally works and in it, Shrek 2. <laughs> yes. I'm not sure it does here. It really didn't work in Mulan. <laughs> oh, all right. You can be a guardian again. But I don't know what did work in Mulan. It just, the, the whole film was just kind of a bit of a dog's breakfast. I didn't quite know what. I'm just shocked that you would say that. But it was fine. <laughs> Because it was so well paced. 
Um, was anyone else upset that they didn't even like give Mulan a sandwich or something at the end? They were just like, oh yeah, you saved us all, you can go back home now. And <laughs> just sort of sent her back and no one was like, oh, do you want like, some water or something? You're probably quite tired, do you want a nap? Right. <laughs> Alright, yeah. off you pop. And the fact she got home and Shang was there five minutes later, so he must have been tailing her the entire way. Yeah, creepily yeah. staying five minutes behind her. <laughs> you think that? <laughs> like, oh, if you stop to make camp, I'll just, I'll hold her. Uh, I'll wait five minutes behind her. <laughs> well, maybe maybe she returned by a horse, whereas he took the train, so. Oh, <laughs> true. We didn't consider that. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, maybe he flew. Happy coincidence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Took a firework. <laughs> the logic so, of this. I think <laughs> a lot of this film could have been improved, bear with me here, Okay. if they oh, removed God. all the dialogue. Okay, that's 100% crazy. of the dialogue. I mean, this that's could the have been maddest thing you've ever said. A, a completely... <laughs> a, a completely silent, uh, just impressionistic film. They did a lot with like visual storytelling, and I think they did a fairly good job with that. Um, it was very, all very visual. I, I think if you couldn't hear any of the words, you would basically have followed the entire story just fine. Oh, are you saying I that all the songs should know. be removed as well? All the songs, yeah, there I... should be. Music cannot. and action. I'm not even going to engage with... You know... I, I... <laughs> wow. <laughs> right, get, get this. Things like... Terrible. Um, so in, in the I'll Make a Man Out of You song, mm. um, they, he lays down this challenge where they've got to climb up the pole. And this is with a very visual thing where he fires the arrow and does all of that. And then we have this whole sequence, this whole like medley or whatever it's called, a montage of her hiding her sex while also training up. And all all of that was very clear and didn't need any of the words. And then we see her being sent away from the camp in the middle of the night, looking downcast. And then we see her determinedly climbing up the thing. You could have got the entire story from that without without any any dialogue. Um, Hmm. Similarly, all, all of the bits with her dad, her dad was very expressive. He had this very, I feel ashamed, I feel happy, and the, and the way he uh, they they didn't have a conversation where they said one man from each family needs to go, and he said I'll go, and she said no, you shouldn't go, and he said you're embarrassing me. He they he the guy held on the horse, held up a scroll, and then he stepped forward and took the scroll, and then she got in the way and tried to stop him taking the scroll. All of that would have been so clear without it, and I, I would have just loved to see. You remember the start of uh, another another late nineties Disney film that I didn't like, uh, Tarzan. <laughs> mm. Oh yeah, the that's start lovely. of Tarzan is like a wordless ten minutes, maybe. Mm. That's all just done with music and with animals walking around and looking at each other and showing this expression. I think they did that really well, and they should have done more with it. And I would have loved to see like a sort of experimental. No, no, like, but the start of Tarzan does have a song, film. and the song is explaining what is happening. Is the song explaining what's That's happening? True. You, I mean, you could. Isn't it just like a rock Collins. song? 
The no, Phil Collins isn't. It's not like in Joseph in the Technicolor Dreamcoat where they say like Tarzan was a boy who went <laughs> to do the jungle, and he, it is just like singing about love or something, right? What is he saying? Because I love that song. Oh, two worlds, one family. Yeah, yes, so trust your it, heart, let fate decide. You say these aren't communicating anything. <laughs> well, it's it's laying down a tone, mm. but it's it's not not driving anything forward. And I I would love to see a version of Balan, yeah, with no no dialogue. I mean, I think I just all of it would yeah, be clear. Maybe we should put it in black and white. Maybe we should film it in live <laughs> action. Maybe we should have it set in the fifties, where we have random <laughs> weird jump cuts and nothing makes any sense. <laughs> that's the kind of film you want isn't it so we I would was... never have gotten a great joke of Musha on the back of that panda being like you've never seen a black and white before <laughs> <laughs> no well maybe that's not such a bad thing <laughs> you do know that most televisions have a mute button yeah, yeah. it occurred to me <laughs> it probably would work if you just turned the sound off I'd love to try it with someone who'd never seen the film before just say, look, can you try... Like like when you watch uh, The Wizard of Oz while you listen to Pink Floyd. Um, just just try that with Mulan, whatever the music would be, and, and just say, watch this, please. And at the end of it, after an hour and a half, say... What what did you think? What did you think of the pacing? What did you think of the, <laughs> the gender dynamics? What mm. what did they, I bet they would be able to to comment comment on it in almost the same way that we are, and I don't think that's true of many other. I do think that would films. be the same of all films. Really, you could sort of get through if you just watched people. Like what else? What 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 have we been watching recently? With Neil and I. Okay, well you've picked the one example where it obviously <laughs> wouldn't work. <laughs> What about silent films? Basically, they're silent and you can still understand what is happening. That's true. There you go. But see? It's... But most of them, I, I even know. then, they have captions. We don't all they? hate so... silent films. <laughs> that is true. No one likes silent films. I happen to have really enjoyed the one or two silent films I've seen. Two sorts of people like silent films. <laughs> who, who? I don't know. I can't think of something that's not offensive. <laughs> I want the second one to be liars. Um, (laughs) And liars. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) One sort of person likes silent films. Liars. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great joke. (laughs) (laughs) One sort of... (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to put that in the bank. (laughs) You can have that one for free. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear! So basically, I'm just trying to cast around for something good I could take from this film, or something, something interesting about it that I can sip my wine and <laughs> like enjoy and talk about how how smart it was, or something. Because yeah. at the moment, I'm just thinking like, oh man. Oh, maybe we should see the same story from everyone's perspective, but it's all different every time. What does Shan Yu think yeah. about things? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. How does he see it? What's the emperor's assistant, you know, getting up to when we're not looking at him? Yeah, I want yeah. a a fifteen part Netflix series that's just based <laughs> on the I don't know. Yeah, the dog from the start, the little brother who <laughs> just wants to feed corn to chickens. I think he wanted what was on the stick because he yes. was just feeding the chickens, incidentally. 
<laughs> but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. No, I think you're right. Yeah, I got a bit confused there. <laughs> um, I have one important plot point I want oh, to yes. bring up. Yes. Um, did Donkey kill the stone dragon? <laughs> Donkey. <laughs> yes. Mushu. Mushu. <laughs> yes. So the the stone dragon was there and he was trying to wake him up and he destroyed the entire statue. Is is the stone dragon dead now? I think yes. so, yeah. He accidentally... Like... I think it's like a horcrux. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, he's like or a was he already world. dead? And why didn't he wake up? Yeah, that was odd. Well, the ancestors were already dead as well, but they still wake up. Mm. That's true, yeah. Yeah. His whole job was to wake up the ancestors. Why couldn't he wake up that one? I think it's because his heart wasn't in it. I think he didn't oh, want yeah. to wake the dragon. Wow. I think you're right. So he killed the dragon instead. No, I so don't he think he killed story. it. I think he just, you have to believe to be able to wake the ancestors. It has to be true to your okay. heart. Yeah, it has, yeah, your heart has to want them true to wake. True to your heart. So if if someone later on does truly in their heart want to wake the stone dragon, do they need to like piece together the crumbled <laughs> wreckage of it? Or is it no. is that just a vessel? Can they build a new one? The dragon is already dead. If you build a new one, you're building a new dragon. Yep. Wow. It's like Amazing. the ship of uh, Prometheus or whoever. Theseus. <laughs> like the sugar babes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good point. Um, I have to go quite soon. Cool. I don't want to end the discussion before we fully exhausted everything we wanted to say about it. Well, on theme with the film, why don't we just fucking stop just when we run out of ideas unceremoniously with no announcement and just sort of quickly wrap it up in two minutes. Yeah. Cool. Well, anything else? One last sentence each? Fernando, any other thoughts that you wanted to introduce? Uh, what thoughts did I want to introduce? Uh, did you find uh, Shang attractive? I did, yes. Okay, mm. so I'm glad I'm not the only sane one. <laughs> I have one more thought written down, oh, yeah. which I feel was uh, really quite quite deep. Um, at the end, they're, um, when they're pretending to be women, all the fruit falls out of their dresses. And that includes a banana for one of them. Excellent. <laughs> poor knowledge oh, of good. anatomy. Yeah. That's well done, well spotted. Oh, that, that could tick off our symbolism, I suppose. So we forgot <laughs> about that. Oh, yeah, they're so used to campaign <laughs> life and just being with other guys that they use a banana for a breast. I enjoyed when the man said, ugly concubines. That was funny. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> so banana is penis. Okay. <laughs> Done. <laughs> That's symbolism. Next. Uh, so we just need a, a last comment from Laura and a last comment from me. Yeah. Um, perfect film. No notes. Great. <laughs> <laughs> it's number two in my sister's definitive ranking of all the Disney films. That's which one is number one? Absurd. Snow White. Which one is number zero? <laughs> she hasn't gotten through them all yet. She's rewatching all of them. Oh, it's a ranking from worst to best. <laughs> Snow I reckon White. She's on Letterboxd if you want to check out the list. She's halfway through. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> oh, I need more letterbox buddies. Brilliant. Um, yeah. Great. Yeah. Michael, what's your one yeah, final, uh, final comment? Final note. This was a puzzle of a film and it had some good points, <laughs> some good aspects. Um, just wish there was something else about it. I just can't quite figure it out. You wish it was good. That's I wish it was good, but I. But why wasn't it good? Usually, I can say why it was bad, and I can't. You I can't, don't think I've really been able it. to say that for this. I'll pick it again next time. Don't worry. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> well, at least Will will enjoy this episode. Here's hoping. Well, it's his fault. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we could have been arguing about dirty rotten scoundrels instead. Well. Excellent. Great. Thank you all. Shall I play the music? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Three, two, one. Rock. Paper. Yes. Michael takes it. Do you have a film for us? Yes, I have. Ooh. It is The Last Emperor, the last 1987. Emperor. Mm. Is that the Mulan sequel or it is on topic <laughs> fantastic oh we're in our china season we're in our china our second china season yeah excellent